Hi, welcome to a new episode of Big Sister Conversations. I'm your host, Emila. Today, we're going to be continuing what we started in the last episode where we talked about settling in romantic relationships. So we identified reasons people settle, why settling is dangerous, and telltale signs of settling. Today, we're going to take the conversation a little further and talk about what it means to have healthy standards in your romantic relationships and live up to them. Simply put, we're talking about what does it look like when you refuse to settle. Before we get into the conversation fully, I want to invite you to subscribe to my podcast so that you can be notified every time I release a new episode. I also want to invite you to be a part of the community by subscribing to my newsletter. I send encouraging and personal emails every month to keep you hopeful and inspired. The link is in the show notes. Today's shout out goes out to Ola Teju. She sent in a beautiful review. I'm just going to read it out. It said, the new podcast episode blessed me. She was referring to the last one, the one on settling. All you said about settling is true, 100%. Thank you, Emila. Thank you so much, Ola Tejo. You guys, if you haven't listened to the last episode on settling, you should, you really should, because this is like a continuation of what we already started. And I want you to have a balanced idea. I want you to have the full picture. So right after you listen to this episode, please go back and listen to the one on how to know if you're settling, if you haven't listened to it. Also, please don't forget to share the podcast with your friend if you think they'll find it helpful or if it has blessed you. Please share, please leave a review. It really helps. It makes more people see what we do here. And, you know, it just really encourages me to know that people are listening and what I'm sharing here is really helping them. Without further ado, let's just get right into today's episode. When I was younger, I wanted to be married at 24. When I closed my eyes, like in my most delightful fantasies, I could see myself in a story building. That's like my house. And I was a a powerful businesswoman um, dressed in a navy blue power suit. I know, very specific and detailed. And then I had two kids, um, which is weird because, I mean, I was just married at 24 and I could also see myself married with two kids at 24. Anyway, I was a child. My fantasy did not make sense. Um, But I didn't give much thought, like the kind of guy I wanted to marry. I just knew that I wanted to get married and I wanted to have two kids. And you know, based on all this stuff I had read, romance novels, watching um, rom-coms, I just figured, okay, when it comes to love, I want to find true love, I just need to follow my heart. That was like my perception on romantic relationships. Then as a teenager, I came across Karen Kingsbury's books and they changed my perspective a lot on marriage and romantic relationships and what to look out for in a guy. I feel like the first time I really started thinking about the kind of guy I wanted to marry was when I was introduced to Karen Kingsbury's books. In case you don't know Karen Kingsbury, she's a popular Christian writer. She writes lots and lots of books about real life fiction so by real life fiction i mean like when you read the books it's like just normal people's lives it's not like murder or mystery or thriller or historical fiction it's just real life right but it's fiction and so one of her characters struck me like immediately i read about this character i'm like wow i want somebody like that his name is landon blake so in case you haven't read any karen kingsbury's book i'm gonna do a quick introduction for you and tell you who landon blake is so there's this 
family known as the Baxter family. She writes about them. And the Baxter family, they they're like six kids there. And so each of her books, she usually follows like the stories of these six kids. And one of them, her name is Ashley. Her husband's name is Landon. Landon is one of the most amazing men, even though he's fictional. He's like a Christian, true and true. He so Ashley had a messed up past. She got married out, she got pregnant, sorry, out of wedlock, had a son. Um, at some point she even thought she was infected with HIV. And all through, Landon was like, it wasn't her, her high school sweetheart, but I think they were friends from high school. He just really loved Ashley, like despite all the mess, the filth, um, her feeling unworthy, having a son that wasn't his. Basically, he just loved Ashley through and through. And tracing their story up to when they got married, as they're having kids, you could see that this guy was a, he was a rock. He was the kind of person like I wanted. He was tall, he was strong. Well, I assume he was tall in my, in my head. He's tall. I don't know if he's tall. But like he's a firefighter, so I assume that he's tall and ripped. And then he loves God. He loves Ashley like mad. And I just knew, like, God, I want a man like Landon Blake. Then I also remember reading, and there's another family she writes about, known as the Flanagan family. I'm so sorry, stay with me. This is not a Karen Kingsbury <laughs> episode. This just drives my point home. So there's this other family she writes about, the Flanagan family, and they have a daughter. Her name is Billy. So at some point, Billy was caught in a love triangle, and her parents were trying to help her pick the best guy for her. She had, like, two guys on her matter, and they told her that, the way you know a guy loves you is if he chases you as if you were water in a desert. While it sounds a bit extreme, it, it just really painted a picture for me that you have to settle, if I'm sorry, if you have to go for somebody in picking your partner, it has to be somebody that really loves you. And so as a result of these exposures, I began to open my mind to setting standards for my romantic relationship. But what nobody told me is that to find a good man, to find a good partner, it's going to be difficult you don't just walk and you meet one <laughs> like they are so rare they are so rare so every time i met a guy there was always a catch if he was a christian maybe then he was like he didn't like me back or if he if he liked me back he wasn't a christian or maybe you know he's a christian but like he's immature or he has like traits of manipulation or maybe just even unwilling to commit there was just always something wrong with all the guys i met and so with time i felt like okay maybe my own is too much my standards are too high and so i began to unconsciously lower my standards and compromise you know a little here a little there just with the hope of getting true love that's really what i was looking for and so i had to drop my standards and then i realized i kept getting hurt time and again i didn't even find the true love i was searching for i just kept getting hurt and so i knew that cycle had to end i had to learn to do better and so in today's episode i'm going to you know just show you what i think it looks like when you refuse to settle and how you can prevent settling i'm going to share things that have worked for me and i really hope that you will learn from them too i have just four points and i'm just going to run through them quickly so stay with me the first thing i'm going to say is write your list that's the first thing i'm going to say so i know that there are different opinions when it comes to these things of lists some people will tell you in your search for romantic partners and all don't have a list that's what some people would advise don't have a list because you don't want to set unreasonable expectations and honestly i understand where they are coming from because if you see some people's list you will run 
you'll see stuff like oh he must um earn one million naira per month he must love me unconditionally he must be there for me every time he must be able to make me laugh he must be able to you know cook he must be able to follow me to the salon to make my hair you see a lot of ridiculous things and so some people advise you it's better not to have lists but i'm here to say that i think you should have lists because it's very important to know what you want in a partner so that when you meet somebody you can just assess them based on that and before emotions get in or before you're just carried away by oh wow this person is really fine you know what you want so i feel like if i'm going to do anytime i go shopping i usually like to take a list because i'm like i have 5k in my purse i don't want to go and buy chocolate left to me i'll buy dairy milk maybe ice cream and a bunch of other stuff and then i'll come home and realize oh wow what i actually needed is stuff like toothpaste salt um just mentioning random things soap dishwashing liquid so yes i like to have a list guiding when i go to the supermarket so that i know what i came here to do and i don't overspend and i don't also buy unnecessary things i like to think of a list as something like this so this is what i want in a partner when i meet a guy i need to know is he all of this if he is okay we can talk if not no dear we're not going there and a list is not meant to be like rigid like immediately you meet a guy every guy you meet you have to run him through like a, some background check or something no 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 a list is like like it's just a guide to and i think you should set your list ahead of time before you know you even start meeting guys or you're in that position to date or if you don't even have a list today's a great day to to have a list so i'm just going to do something for you now so um i have my my journal with me my old journal and one thing i do is like almost periodically i review it i look at this is what i want in the man i reiterate it i write it again and again and again so that i don't forget it's even ingrained in my brain so when i meet a guy and we're talking i can already know okay this is the kind of person i want to end up with so i'm going to read a couple of entries for you about what i wrote as regards wanting a man maybe hopefully it would help you so this entry was written on the 12th of june i said um i want somebody who loves jesus that's very important for me I want someone who's supportive of me. I want someone who will celebrate me. I want someone who is patient with me. I want someone who is a mature believer. I want someone who honors his commitment. I want someone to whom I'm attracted. And I want someone my family approves of, my family approves of. So that's 12th of June. Then I'm going to read another one that I wrote on the 20th of November. All of this is 2021, by the way. Um, so here I wrote... Um, actually, I was having a conversation with God, so I said, I want someone who loves you. You hear God. I want someone who loves you crazily, and it's evident. In fact, it's the first thing I want to be attracted to. Second thing, I want someone with quality relationships, upline, online, downlines. Um, if you want to understand what I mean by that, I think you should listen to my episode on three things I wish I'd known earlier about friendships. That would explain what I mean by uplines, onlines, and downlines. I want someone who's financially literate because, you know, sometimes I'm not very good with money. I want someone who thinks the world of me. I want someone who is either called to or supports me in ministry. I want someone who is kind and patient. I want someone who is my friend and understands and learns I want someone who is my friend and understands me or learns to understand me. So that's like stuff I've written twice about the kind of guy I want. So you want to divide your list into things like negotiables and non-negotiables. Um, if you want me to like just go into detail about what to put on your list, you can send me an email or just send me a tweet or sorry, or just send me a DM 
or if you have my whatsapp number you can send me a whatsapp message and like if you want me to go into detail i can make another episode later about what to put on your list but yeah have a list set standards there's nothing in fact if you even if it's ridiculous write everything you want in a partner then sort it out then the second thing i'm going to say is wait to fall in love wait to fall in love that's how you prevent settling that's how you have healthy standards now i know um why i'm, I'm saying this because one of the reasons so we addressed this last in um, the last episode one of the reasons people settle is cause of impatience right you just oh i'm tired of being single i just want to be in a relationship with someone and you just jump headlong that's wrong i think relationships should be approached with caution and wisdom and maturity so i was talking about responsibility romantic relationships last week so if you haven't if you've subscribed to my um um newsletter keeping it real you can just check your mail i sent you an email about you know grow the email is titled grow up and i was talking about how you need to take responsibility in your romantic relationship stop getting into messes and fixes all the time and expecting god to help you he will because he loves you but he expects you to grow up and part of growing up, part of like a sign of maturity is patience, right? Patience is a fruit of the spirit. So be patient as regards this whole love thing. I know that it's so beautiful, right? To meet somebody and you fall in love. You know, they say love as love at first sight. I think you should be cautious because if you date somebody, hopefully as a believer, you're dating this person to see if it will lead to marriage. So you have to be patient. Marriage is not such a decision that you take lightly. In fact, dating somebody can affect your life so bad or so good. So be careful. Be patient. I read this um, thing that Jonathan, Pastor Jonathan Pokluda said. Um, he said, don't, don't lower your standards. Lengthen your patience. So wait. If you've not met somebody that fits into the standards you want it's okay to be it's okay to say no it's okay to be patient it's okay to be single for a long time there's nobody that is marking a, a, a register that's saying oh you've been single for six years wow shame on you nobody's going to do that to you so wait to fall in love have conversations with the person get to know a potential a potential suitor before you say yes don't just meet somebody and two weeks you've been talking next thing you're dating be patient time is a revealer I'm not saying that if you do it in two weeks is wrong, but I'm just saying exercise patience because time is a revealer. You get to see more things along the way, and it would help you make like a, a correct assessment of this person's character. When it comes to relationships, what you're on the lookout for most is character, really, and time reveals. So wait to fall in love. Be patient. Take it as a process. In fact, I would say, don't make a decision when your emotions are surging. Wait for your emotions to cool. Ensure that you are thinking straight. You are level-headed. Then make your decision. Alright. Then the third thing I would say is get your conviction right and involve God. You can't enter into a romantic relationship without God. You need God. God has to lead you. You cannot be led by your emotions. Once you are led by your emotions, there's a likelihood that you will settle or you will just make a mess of things. So get your conviction right. Before you date somebody, don't assume that God doesn't care about your love life. God has given you free will to make your 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 decision as regards a partner. Yes, God has given you free will, but God wants to lead you. Just like in every other area of your life, God wants to lead you. Scripture says that, as many as are um, sons of God, they, oh Jesus, I feel like I've watched that scripture. As many as are, anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel so.
so embarrassed. I was going to say that um, those who are led by God, they are the sons of God. I'm sorry. I don't know why the scripture just skipped my head. But yeah, that's what I was, that, there's a verse in Romans 8 that said, as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Hey, hey, ah, ah. My pastor's prayer over I'm doing all with I sabi. <laughs> Don't mind me. But yeah, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. That's the scripture I was trying to quote. So leading six to you as a believer, if God longs to lead you in ordinary decisions like, oh, okay, God, um, should I do this or should I not do that? Should I take this job or should I not take this job? God also wants to lead you in the choice of your partner. So involve him from start to finish. Every time I have a crush on someone, I tell God straight up. I like this person and many times God has saved me. He has told me, wait, let me even give you, I don't think I've given you guys this. I'm, 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 I think I've given you the gist. I think I've given you the gist, but let me say it again in case you've never heard it. There's a time I liked three guys. Well, don't ask me how. It's just this thing of like, you just, these people are just on your radar. It's not like you like them, like them, like them, but it's just like, you're wondering if something will come out of it. And then I, I didn't pray actively. I just told God. And then I had a dream that all of them was a no from God. All of them. All of them. And then I've had times where I like a guy and God will say, wait. And there are times where I've liked a guy and God says, go ahead. Yeah, one, one of these days I'm going to give you guys that just. <laughs> but yeah, so involve God. Involve God. Get your conviction right. See, you don't want to get into a relationship if you don't know God has led you. And again, I can make an episode on, you know, how does God lead you as regards romantic relationships. Though, honestly, it's nothing special. It's just the way God has always led you. He will continue to lead you. But ensure you have a conviction from God before you make the decision. Finally, the fourth thing I'll say is involve others. So don't just involve God and get a conviction. Involve people. Because one of the things I've found is conviction sometimes you can be the one to give yourself like you convince yourself that god is telling you to date the person when in actual fact it's just emotions that are leading you so i remember one time i thought god had given me a go ahead to be with someone and then it turned out he didn't so i went back to meet him and god told me that sometimes you forget desire can be so strong that it would mask the voice of god like you can want something so much that you would think God is telling you to go for it. And in actual fact, God is saying no. But because you want it so much, you will not recognize that God is saying no. All that you, you are invested in is just your emotions. It's just your emotions that are leading you. Your emotions are plenty. Butterflies are dancing. So even when God is screaming no and waving a flag at you, you can't see it because your emotions are, are, are so invested. So that's why you need other people. Because if God is saying yes, the people around you who are believers will not say God is saying no. God is not an author of confusion. So get confirmation. You get conviction from God. You get confirmation from people. So get confirmation from people. What do you guys think of this person? Listen to them because honestly, I don't think anybody has anything to gain or lose by telling you to date or not to date a person. They are just trying to help you. So if the people closest to you, particularly those in spiritual authority, your friends, your family, people who know you and care about you, if they have a reservation about somebody you're with, Please listen to them because many times they can see what you cannot see. You are in love, they are not. You have a crush, they do not. <laughs> so they can see the person for who the person is. Maybe if to you, you're just like, oh, he's shy, he's quiet. So they'll tell you straight up, this boy does not like you. Or maybe to you, it's like, um, he's just a really private person, doesn't want to post me on social media. 
they can be like, yo, I know this boy. He has a babe or he has three other babes he's talking to. So you want to ensure that you involve people. Don't just do things in isolation. You meet a guy, you're chatting. Everything is between both of you. You don't tell anybody. The only person you tell maybe is your friend and you know your friend cannot correct you. So ensure you tell people who can tell you if you are making a mistake. That's how you prevent settling. Honestly, for me, my sister had to point it out that I was settling. It took me a while to realize, but I did eventually. So you need people in your life. You need people in your circle who can help you. Before you even get into deep, tell the person, Oh, I met somebody. Oh, I like this person. What do you think? Pray with me. Pray for me. Or even if the person is like interested, invite the person you like over. Let them have a conversation and get a feel of it. That's how you protect yourself. That's how you avoid settling. Honestly, it's not it's not that hard. It's just these simple, simple things will go a long way in saving you a lot of heartache in romantic relationships. Many people start dating and then a few months later, they're like, oh my God, we just have issues. I can't believe this, how the kind of person the person is. See, the problem started from before the relationship started, but you were too in love to notice. But when you have somebody that is not sharing the emotion with you, you can call it out and you can avoid a mistake before it even happens so yeah that's it from me i know that i have said a lot in this episode so i'm just going to give a quick recap so you don't forget what i've said so far so the first thing i said is write your list number two way to fall in love like jp said that's pastor jonathan pokluda don't lower your standards lengthen your patience number three get your conviction right involve god and number four involve others involve others get your confirmation right Thank you for listening to this episode of Big Sister Conversations. If you liked it, please leave a review and share with your friends whom you know will find it helpful. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Aniela underscore Adiacourt. Keep up with me and keep the conversation going. Until next time, remember that God loves you and I'm rooting for you.